0: اللَّهُ بِالْخَيْرَاتِ عَنَّا إِمَّاتًا لَنَا نقل الْقُرْآنَ عَذْبًا وَسَلْسَلًا فَمِنْهُمْ بُدُورٌ سَابْعَةٌ قَتَوَاسَطَتْ سَمَاءَ الْعُلَى وَالْعَدْ لِزُهْرًا وَكُمَّالًا Now inshaAllah ta'ala, my beloved brothers and sisters, we're going to go into the second group of views regarding Al-Aharuf We mentioned that the first uh, camp or the first group, uh, their opinion was very weak. um, And so it doesn't deserve mentioning. But I did mention it just so you know it and you understand why it's so weak. But the majority of the scholars, they mention it and they go over it fast. Um, The second camp are a group of scholars whose view and idea... And their interpretation and commentary on the hadith has weight. And it deserves to be looked at. It deserves to be given consideration. And this group are divided into two. And there are two views. I summarized it. I brought it back to two views. The first view are a group of scholars who said that the Ahruf is sabah. Is, اللغات اللغات it is seven dialects from the most prevalent dialects at the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi And this view is attributed to the overwhelming majority of scholars of fiqh and hadith, like Sufyan ibn Uyayna, who died the year 198 Hijriyah. Also it's attributed to Ibn Wahbin. Who died the year 198 Hijriah, one year after Sufyan al he died. Abu Ubaid al-Qasim ibn salam who died the year 224 Hijriah, and Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, who died the year 310 Hijriah, and Abu Ja'far al-Tahawi, who died the year 321 Hijriah, and Ibn Abdul Bar, who died the year 463 Hijriah. These scholars, they all said that the Ahruf al-Sab'a, it means seven dialects from the dialects of the Arabs. And they said it's the seven most prevalent dialects within the Arabs. But those scholars I mentioned, Sufyan ibn Uyayna, ibn Wahbin, Abu Ubaid, ibn Jarir, Abu Ja'far al-Tahawi, ibn Abd al-Bara and others, they differed amongst themselves in two things. Even though they agreed that it's seven dialects from the dialects of the Arabs, But they differed on two things. The first thing that they differed on is these seven dialects, are they uh, dispersed and scattered and even spread out through the entirety of the Quran or is it combined in a word? Is it combined in one word? They disputed one another in that matter. The first view which... Argues that it's spread out and it's dispersed through the entirety of the Quran. Part of the Quran is read in Quraysh, and part of it is read in the dialect of Thaqif, and part of it is read in the the dialect of um, Hawazin, parts of it is read in the dialect of Hudayl. That's the first view who are saying it's spread out like that. The second view, they're saying that it's combined in one word, meaning one word has many synonyms. Like, for example, the word seven, all mean the same, synonym to one another, similar in meaning. They're saying it's combined in one word like that. The view that says that it's spread out in the entirety of the Qur'an or it's dispersed in the entirety of the Qur'an, that view is Abu Ubaid and those who agreed with him. Abu Ubaid al-Qasim salam and those who agreed with him. The second view, which is, it's uh, combined in one word, one word has many synonyms, is a view that's attributed to Ibn Jalil al-Tabari rahimahullah, Abu Ja'far al-Tahawi, and Ibn Barr, and other than them. They hold that opinion, that one word has Uh, Different words But they all have the same meaning Which is a synonym in English They call it The wordings are different But the meaning is the same That's the first difference They had amongst themselves Even though they agreed That it's in seven dialects Seven most prevalent dialects In the dialects of the Arabs They differed on two things The first thing I already mentioned it to you The second thing Is that they differed upon Is Are these dialects all of them present in the Qur'an till now? Is it still in the Qur'an now? Has it remained in the Qur'an? Or has it been abrogated and nothing has been left except the dialect of Quraysh? Those are two views. Is it present? Is it still in the Qur'an, those dialects? Are they, is 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 it through the whole entire Qur'an like that? Or has it been abrogated and removed? The view that says, that it's present in the Qur'an and it hasn't been abrogated, is the view held by Abu Ubaid al-Qasim wassalam, and those who follow him in that view. Another group of scholars, they hold the opposite opinion, like Imam Ibn Jaleel al-Tabari and those who agree with him. Ibn Jaleel al-Tabari believes they have all been abrogated and the dialect of Quraysh only remains. The ones who said that it remains in the Quran. Those who said that the dialects are still present in the Quran and has not been abrogated, they differed amongst themselves. What are those dialects? Which dialects is it that still remains in the Quran? Can you precisely mention them? They differed amongst themselves. Even though they agreed it's seven, but they differed amongst themselves. And there's a poet who summarized them all together. And these are the seven most famous ones. Give or take, there are one or two that are changed around. But these are the seven most common ones that majority of the scholars hold. And they are summarized in two lines of poetry. The poet, he said, yaman. fiha أخي هاك نظم لا يراد به ثمن He said it's istiqaef number 1 quraishun number 2 ma'hudailin 3 هذيل. 4 hawazin 5 kinana 6 tamim 7 al-yaman He said لُغَاتٌ ata al-quran مُنَزَّلًا It is the dialects which the Quran came with أَخِي ها كنظمن. my brother these are lines of poetry la yuradu bihi thaman I'm not intending to get any money for it. So these two lines, or more like the first line of poetry, he summarizes the seven Arab dialects in which the Quran came on. But that's not all agreed upon. There are differences in this regard as well. Now we've mentioned the first opinion that deserves to be given weight, that has either دلين في jumla or shibhu dalil. They have evidence either in general or that which resembles a, a, a evidence. Now we're going to go into the second view The second view of scholars whose opinion has weight It's strongly argued Is that the seven ahruf is referring to the differences That happen and are found in the recitation of the Quran They said it is the different changes forms that are found in the recitation of the Qur'an. This opinion is attributed to many of the scholars and many of the reciters. From them Ibn Qutaybata ad dinawari who died in the year 276, al Qadi Abu Bakr al-Baqilani who died in year 403 Hijriya, Abu al-Fadl al-Raziyu who died in the year 606 Hijriya, and Ibn al-Jazari who died in the year 833 Hijriya and other than them these great scholars they said the Ahruf al-Sab'a is referring to seven categories or seven different forms in which the recitation of the Qur'an changes and Insha'Allah Ta'ala I'll give you an example what these great scholars that I mentioned like Ibn Qutaybat al-Dinawari and Abu al-Fadl al-Razi and Ibn al-Jazari all agree upon is that it's seven different ways in which the Quran is recited. It's not dialects or Arab dialects. No, it's seven different ways in which the Quran is recited. Now pay attention here. These seven different ways in which it's recited, they differed amongst themselves, even though they united that it's seven. When they came to giving the examples for those sevens or categorizing those seven, uh, Ibn Qutaybat al dinawari said something. Abu al-Fadl al-Razi said something. Ibn al-Jazari he also said something. I here, inshallah Taala, have chosen the opinion of Abu al-Fadl al-Razi. I'm going to mention it, but they are very close. It's not much of a difference. It's very close. But I've just chosen Abu al-Fadl al-Razi since his opinion is not mentioned a lot by people. Majority of the people they choose to mention Ibn al-Jazari's one, and so I chose to mention Abu al-Fadl al-Razi's one, even though, though they're very similar, the differences are very minute. Let me go through the seven, then you'll have an understanding of what this part is inshallah ta'ala, this view is. This view they said, that when the Qur'an is recited, and it's, they looked at the qiraat and the way that the Qur'an is recited, they came to the conclusion that the Qur'an, it changes in its recitation in seven different ways. And those are the only changings. And they said that's what the ahruf is referring to. I'll give you an example. The Quran, in some places, there are variations and differences in a noun, for example. Is it a singular or is it a plural noun? Is it a dual noun? Is it a masculine noun? Is it a feminine noun? I'll give you an example. قوله taala. Allah Ta'ala says Li Allah Ta'ala says That's one recitation Another recitation, recitation suggests and says That it's not read as But rather The difference here is One is plural Which is لِأَمَانَاتِهِمْ is plural And Is singular And Ibn Kathir He recited it And Ibn Kathir is from the seven Quran he recited it as لِأَمَانَتِهِمْ as a singular. Whereas the remaining reciters, they all read it as amanatihim. So they said this is an example of what the Prophet meant that the Qur'an was sent down in seven Ahruf. The second, they said it means اِخْتِلَافِ تَصْرِيفِ الْأَفْعَالِ Now, differences that occur in the um, Verbal morphology. For example تعالى, The statement of Allah Faqalu Rabbana Ba'id Bayna Asfarina Faqalu Allah said They said Our Lord باعد, Distance between Asfarina Between our travelings And our journeys The word The ayah has been read In three ways One I've already read it for you Which is the recitation of the seven Qur'a, they already like that except Ibn Kathir and Abu Amr and Hisham. They read it as Rabbana Ba'id. The seven reciters, other than Ibn Kathir and Abu Amr and Hisham, they all read it as Rabbana Ba'id Bain Asfarina. Yaqub al Hadrami, who's from the ten, he recited it as Rabbuna Ba'ada Bain Asfarina. That's the difference in terms of the the verbal morphology, morphology, because رَبَنَا Ba'id is a command. You're you're requesting from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Whereas رَبُّنَا Lord, بَعَدَ is a past tense. It's a past tense verb. Another recitation, which is the recitation of Ibn Kathir and Abu Amr and Hisham, which is رَبَنَا بَيْنَ with tashdid and removing the alif. So that's the second type. Of um, the changes that occur in the recitation that they're referring to, the third one they said is اختلاف that happens in the grammatical analysis في وجوه العرب. For example, Allah Subhanahu wa verse: وَإِنْ حَسَنَةً وَإِنْ You can read it nasb. You can also be, read it Rafa, which is وَإِنْ حَسَنَةً يضعفها. Nafi' and Ibn Kathir and Abu Ja'far, they recited it as, they recited it biraf'i at They said, That's the qira'ah of Nafi' Ibn Kathir and Abu Ja'far. Whereas the other remaining reciters, they read it as, wa'intaku Hasanatan. The fourth variation and difference that occurs in the recitation they mention is, uh, that happens in terms of addition and subtraction that occurs in wordings. Sometimes a word is omitted, sometimes something is added, sometimes something is subtracted. Like for example, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْغَنِيُّ الْحَمِيدِ. There's another qira'ah which is فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ الْغَنِيُّ الْحَمِيدُ The word who has been removed. The qiraa of Nafi' and Ibn Amr and Abu Ja'far is removing the huwa. There's no huwa in there. Whereas the qiraa of the other remaining reciters is that they recite it as فَإِنَّ al al Hamid. The fifth type of difference in recitation that the great imams were referring to is اِخْتِلَافَ al Differences in terms of word order. Which word comes before which. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, وَقَاتَلُوا wa وَقُتِلُوا wa Here we have Hamza and Kisa'i and Khalaf al-Ashir putting before, putting forward what? Putting first, قُتِلُوا وَقَاتَلُوا Whereas the, uh, the other remaining Qur'an, they read it as the way I mentioned, which is, وَقَاتَلُوا وَقُتِلُوا This is a difference in terms of what word comes before which word. The sixth, which is اختلفون في ibdal difference that occur in terms of the alternation between the consonant or the words. For example, God ta'ala hunalika tablu kullu ma tablu. Tablu here is the قراءة of the majority. So you have the قراءة of hamza and Kisai and al ashir they recited it as Hunalika tatlu kullu ma You see. Whereas the baquna, the remaining scholars, they recited it as Hunalika tablu kullu These six variations or differences is what they're referring to. And the seventh and last and final one is Ixtilaf fi differences that occur in terms of the dialects. You have the fath, you have the imalah. You have the Tarqiq and Tafkheem and the Idhaar and the Idgham. These, they said, which are the dialects that happen and occur in the Quran. They said, these seven are what the Sab'ah, Al-Ahrufi Sab'ah is referring to. It's not referring to seven dialects of the Arabs. It's referring to seven different types of way in which the quran is recited today this view as i mentioned is attributed to al-imam ibn qutaybah is attributed to al Qadi abu bakr al-baqilani abu al-fadl al-razi and ibn al-jazari rahimahullah ibn al-jazari came to this opinion after 30 something years of thinking and pondering and contemplating this is what his um conclusion became that it's what أوجه القرآنية التي يقع بها التغير والاختلاف في الكلمات القرآنية. The variations and the differences that occur in the recitation of the Quran. The differences I mentioned it to you. Those seven differences is what it means. The Hadith: "Unzil al-Quran wa ala saba'ti The Quran was sent down in seven Ahruf. Ibn Jazari, Ibn Qutayba al dinawari Abu al-Fadl al-Razi, Abu Bakr al-Baqillani, they say these are the seven. وابن عبد البر uh, Sufyan ibn Uyayna, uh, Abu Ubaid Qasim al-Salam, uh, Ibn Wahbin and others are saying it's 7 lahajat min lahajat al-Arab, it's referring to 7 dialects of the Arabs, it's not talking about recitation and ways and method it's reciting, it's a dialect. I hope this explains to you the two most strongest arguments regarding the 7 Ahruf. Now inshallah ta'ala what I'm going to do is I'm going to sift through those opinions Go through one after the other And inshallah ta'ala bring a conclusion Of what is the strongest opinion I'll see you guys in the next episode Barakallahu feekum wa jazaakum khayran As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu How can you do a two second action right now That will give you a share of the reward Of everything we're doing on this YouTube channel simple. Like this video and click subscribe. Why? It will allow YouTube to recommend our videos to other users and imagine the huge amount of reward that could be waiting for you on the day of judgment if you did that with a sincere intention of spreading the deen of Allah. You'll be rewarded for every single person who benefits from one of our videos as a result of your like or subscribe. That's an easy two-second action That you definitely don't want to miss out on. Do it now, click like and subscribe, and don't forget to make that intention.